episode 542 of the leadcast uh 43 i think of the leadcast podcast i'm your host nathan king cooper joining me is colton blue basket sweat it's it's just me this week nick so hey, uh, just you. you know what that means right what it means the average elo of our of our hosts is way down <laughs> is drastically decreased that ain't that ain't that for sure um yeah aiden uh is taking care of some stuff and he will be back next week uh, so He'd be meantime, taking care of business. It's it's a, a little broy's town, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, cool. On this episode, we've got three new patrons. Uh, we've got a, a bunch of new news that we'll talk about. Um, we are going to then move into the competitive league section where we'll talk a lot about uh, Team Solo Mid, um, funnily enough. The greatest uh, North American <laughs> franchise to ever exist. The, you would think so a couple years ago. <laughs> Um, oh, I meant uh, I meant to mention we'll we'll talk about Manscaped uh, and NordVPN, uh, and then we'll close out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Um, nice. So let's jump in. Uh, Colton, how was your week? I almost said Aiden. How was your week? Oh yeah, that would have been bad. I would have had to make up a whole thing about what Aiden did this week. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so my week, I've been playing a bunch of Minecraft. Our buddy Kevin booted up a new server with like the recent 1.18 update mm. so sinking more time than i probably should be into that i kind of uh switched over from don't starve to minecraft because it, minecraft's a lot less frustrating and easier to not get yourself killed yeah <laughs> um Outside of that, I've been playing a decent amount of League, a little bit of solo queue here and there, a couple community games. Uh, played in a clash with Aiden, Pards, and a, and a couple other people that I think were Pards' friends. Um, What'd you guys we do? Got, we got third. Nice. So not not too bad. Uh, Aiden kind of ran it down one game against <laughs> a Yone, but... That's okay. I mean, sometimes the diamond one player on your team is is gonna run it down. <laughs> um, he also, I think, got like four bans against him. And oh the, Jesus! Okay, the, yeah. The final game they banned four top laners. I think he picked. I forget what he picked. It was just like some generic tank, but mm-hmm. he they banned four top laners and then they picked Vayne top, and he oh, flamed my. that guy so hard. Well, yeah. Why? Why did they ban tanks if they're playing Vayne? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think that they just wanted him like on a tank that he's not comfortable with, and then they just ganked him and like beat the shit out of him. Oh, he was Orin, I think. Ah, I see. Um, maybe huh. no, maybe it was, uh, I don't know. It was Mord. He was Mordekaiser. Yeah, it was mm, Mordekaiser okay. into Vayne, and like he still solo killed the Vayne a bunch. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, it was it was wild, but uh, outside of that been uh still playing some games on the switch with rachel um we've been playing a puzzle platformer called unravel 2 mm-hmm. um i i don't know if i like the game because like i 
enjoy a lot of elements of it, but it's also very frustrating. Um, cause like the, the visual clarity is really bad in my opinion. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like for, huh. for a platformer game, knowing which platforms are things you can land yeah. on and which ones are just part of the environment is really unclear. And like the little, there are like little nodes that you can like swing off of kind of like a grapple. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times you just don't even notice them. Hmm. And I feel like the, the difficulty of a platformer should not be seeing where the platform is. It should be like making the jump at the right time. Oh, okay. I had to look it up. My girlfriend and I played this and we felt the same way. Yeah. Um, that it was like not, it, it was really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. We had a lot of fun with it, but it was incredibly frustrating at some points. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, because of that. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Like we just, we just beat, I think the third level where you're getting like chased around by a turkey Mm-hmm. Um, which part of that was weird because like you couldn't really tell what its range was, so a lot of times it would just like kill you because yeah. like you thought you were doing fine. Um, and then one of the things that's frustrated me a lot is like there'll be like a little like bar that comes up on the bottom. It's like press right bumper to see tips for the level, and then you hit it, and there's just no tips for like any of the sections. Yeah, it's like garbage tips as well. Like they're, they're yeah. just not very good. Yeah, it's it's not like. Have you considered like using this platform, or have you like tried grappling or like swinging each other around? It's yeah, just exactly. Like, did you know that the controls are this? Oh, thank you, thank you for telling me the controls. That's that's why I couldn't get it. <laughs> I, I feel that way a lot during. Um, I, I don't know if you guys plan to, but during some of the uh, like challenge missions, uh, I feel that way. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see how I feel about it once we actually get through it. I think there are eight proper levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll probably push to to play a different game since we did get <laughs> a few other ones. Um, yeah. and I don't I don't know. We had one section that we were stuck on for like the longest time yesterday because we didn't know that that there was a structure in the background that you were able to land on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we were like trying to do like crazy like swinging off of each other. And, like, there was a little enemy that you had to distract. So, like, one of us was running in to, like, distract him so the other one had enough time to actually get a swing going. And then we were barely missing the thing. And it's just like, like what the fuck are you supposed to do here? And eventually mm-hmm. we finally landed on the roof. And we're just like, oh, that was that was a platform you can land on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, I It's all coming back now. But, uh... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, been pretty much it for my week. I don't think... Anything else super notable happened with me, Saul? I'll turn it over to you, the most interesting man in Central Florida, Nick Cooper. Uh, and funnily enough, I did have a quite the interesting um, week. My girlfriend and I took a vacation. We went to Denver, Colorado, had a, a lot of fun there. Um, some of the highlights, we did a, a graffiti art tour, a street art tour um, in the art district. It was, it was super cool. We drove to uh or on the highest paved automobile road in north america um at more than fourteen thousand feet as someone who is terrified of heights that that mountain road with no guardrails was quite quite scary um but uh i think i think that's kind of uh the big ends there uh turns out hey denver is not known for their for their food we had good food there but there's nothing that's like a you know denver specialty 
Not not even the Denver omelet. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's different, you know. That's yeah. That's just like yeah. one thing versus like Texas has barbecue, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but, I don't know. Uh, I feel like from Chicago, we don't have like a genre <laughs> so much as like like hot dogs or deep dish pizza. I yeah, think I, would, like I would say the, like the deep the dish and, and like Italian food, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not yeah, like, like not like typical Italian food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fake, fake, fake Italian food. And by fake, I mean the Italian foods that people who are Italian but who would be like shunned in actually Italy when they come home. They're like, check out this chicken parmesan. That's fantastic. Hey, check out this uh, uh, Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> this what? <laughs> God, man, we put, we put a so lot good. of. It's so good, but it, it is at the end of the day just like wet meat on a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, but it's juicy. There's so much juice. There is, yeah. It's um, very good. I'm, I'm really hyped. They're actually opening up several Portillos in our oh, area Oh, nice. Yeah, they're expanding to That's Dallas sick. area. So there's That's one, sick. I think, in the fall and then several more to come. Very, mm-hmm. very hyped to have somewhere to go get an Italian beef. Yeah, no kidding. But, you know, this is a League of Legends podcast, so since we wasted enough time talking about other stuff... Uh, we'll we'll thank our three new patrons, Mijikai, Jesse, and the Rano Gaming, before heading into Leadcast news. Nick, do you have any any big news for? Don't us? ask me like I I deliver the news. Uh, I don't think well, so. <laughs> um, we'll be recording the patron episode shortly. I think um, I do believe the the one that Aiden hosted went up on the uh, the Patreon. Yeah, recently. Like, yeah, that's up and available. I think it's. Actually, almost coming up to YouTube. Uh, no, that would be like two I'm weeks crazy. from now. Okay, I think. <laughs> I don't anyway, know. Anyway, we'll uh, I'll be hosting the next one. Yeah, and I need to come up with a with a good idea because this was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, my question was: Do you uh, do you have any plans? <laughs> not not yet, but you know I. I, I, I do kind of want to put Aiden into a position where he has to defend that that bronze is where you get That's good very funny. <laughs> that was a that was a fun stance to take. Definitely. Um but yeah, so no hugely cast news, but there is quite a bit of new news this week. Yeah, and we're just with... gonna jump right into it. Yeah, we starting off with patch twelve point thirteen which starts with Nyla. She's out. She's available. She's got way too many mechanics in her kit. Yeah. But, uh, if you want to learn what she does, why she's probably going to be super broken, you should check out her champion spotlight. We should. We should. I don't think we ever talked about our abilities. So we do can we, we can do our abilities really quick. Sure. Uh, so her passive is Joy Unending. She amplifies the healing and shielding of nearby allies. Uh, when those allies heal or shield, Nyla gains a bonus heal or shield for uh, themselves. Uh, and when an allied champion heal or shields themselves near Nyla, she gives herself a bonus heal or shield. If Nyla last hits an enemy minion, she and her nearest allied champion will gain the normal amount of shared experience plus half of the experience that would have been lost due to sharing. Uh, so I think it comes out to like 82% XP if I'm... If I'm remembering correctly, um, but uh, that's off the top of my head. So, uh, uh, or compared to like the 67, I think that, mm-hmm. that normally happens. Um, 
Her Q is Formless Blade. Passively attacks and ability damage against champions. Ignore some of their armor and heal uh, Nyla for a portion of the damage dealt. This effect scales with crit chance and converts any excess healing into a shield. Her active uh, Q, uh, she strikes in a line damaging all enemies hit. Hitting an enemy, enemy will briefly increase uh, her attack range and attack speed and empower her basic attacks, causing them to splash in a cone and deal additional damage. Her W is Jubilant Veil. She shrouds herself in a veil and briefly gains movement speed, takes reduced magic damage, and dodges all incoming basic attacks. Touching an allied champion hides them in the veil as well, but they'll be protected for a shorter period of time. Her E is Oh god, I haven't I hadn't seen that. That ability's so fucking dumb. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it in like a second. Let me, let me yeah, go through. Go ahead. Uh, her E is slipstream. Uh, it, she can dash through a target unit, traveling a fixed distance every time and damaging all enemies she passes through. She can store up to two charges at once. Casting her Q during slipstream uh, will pull a wave in your path, dealing damage after a quick delay and granting uh, her Q's enhanced basic attack effect. So kind of, so kind of like dashing through as Samira. Uh, and, and casting Q, it, it has everyone in the line. And her ultimate is Apotheosis. She unleashes, unleashes a surge of power, lashes her whip in an area around her, and with a final burst, pull, pulls enemies in towards the center. Uh, it heals her for part of the damage dealt, converting any excess healing into a shield. This effect scales with crit and is granted to nearby allies. So, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> It, it it's weird because like I don't want to I don't want to like overreact and say like holy fuck this is the the best character that's ever been released but like what weaknesses does she have I guess she's ranged is she her yeah like she's she's got like, a short or range. she's melee I'm sorry I guess her yeah, yeah. and I, I guess like her her immune is is for auto attacks so but I don't know if you missed it she takes reduced magic damage in it as well. Oh yeah, I did miss that. So, so like, you... she's good against magic characters. She's good against auto attack characters. I guess, I guess it doesn't block like physical, like non auto attack damage. Yeah, or just like straight up CC, right? So like, whereas a Samira could block a Nautilus hook, she's getting hooked anyway. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, and then it's just a matter of waiting it out. I don't know how long the duration is. She she does seem way overtuned and like when I look at it, it it looks like Samira on steroids when Samira was already pretty cracked on release and is still I think pretty good today. Like, yeah, it is really funny to compare like the stuff that Samira had and then like oh this character just passively has uh like armor pen just passively has life steal yeah. like just passively doubles healing and shielding. It's mm -hmm. uh I, I don't know it's it's again don't want to overreact but what the fuck is this character it's yeah like I, I don't know it's 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 so funny to me like if you were to compare like right like if you compare Ash to Samira you're like wow the game has really changed a lot like Samira has so much more mm -hmm. stuff going on and then like just go a full another equally sized step between that to, to this new character nyla and you're just like well like com compare like uh, singed to to nyla it, yeah right, right? like <laughs> a, a very simple character he doesn't necessarily play simply but his his kid is like extremely basic and it's just night and day i i, I truly don't know like i don't know 
I don't know. I'm a little worried. This is I I I'm a little worried is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, but as we said a million times, no more no more simple characters. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it's uh, such as life. Yeah, so she's out. She's available. You can yes. pick her in ranked right now. Um, maybe just man her if because you probably don't know how to play her and nobody else does either. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Cool. So that's Nyla. She is available. Yeah, so after that, for the continuation of Patch Notes, we've got Sivir. They did a mid-scope update where they adjusted pretty much everything. They've got about two paragraphs of flavor text that I'm not going to read because that would mm-hmm. take a while. Um, they've moved around some of her base stats, but it seems like generally she's a little bit weaker early, but her growth is up. So, yeah, so um, essentially all you need to know is she scales better with crit. Her Q scales with crit. Um, her W uh, is uh, has eight bounces per attack, and it can bounce to any target. Um, so really, really sick if you're able to like hit two people grouped up. Um, her E costs mana. No, I'm sorry. Her E does not cost mana. It heals her instead for a small amount. Um, and procs her passive. It does not grant mana anymore. Uh, and her ultimate uh, refreshes duration on takedown, lasts uh, longer later, um, and reduces her ability, uh, her basic ability cooldowns by half a second per auto attack. Um, she doesn't gain bonus attack speed, uh, and she doesn't get uh, an initial movement speed burst. So. Yeah, but they did make it so that it refreshes on mm-hmm. takedown, which is pretty hype. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like overall this is making her even stronger in the late game where she was already really strong. Obviously, her crit scaling is a lot better, um, which, I mean, you, you built crit on her anyway, but it's now, I think, more incentivized trying to avoid the lethality yeah, one-shot mm-hmm. Q bullshit. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't know about the E now healing her when she gets it, but that's interesting. Well, it heals instead of gives mana, which I think is probably better for the game. Um, yeah, because it, it just felt like I'm gonna intentionally get hit by a spell in order to 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 do stuff, you know. Yeah, but I feel like it's gonna be the same way with this, which is like, oh, I'm gonna walk I up and so. eat an ability to get a little bit of health back, mm-hmm. um, right? The the biggest change I would say that comes out of this, like obviously crit scaling is up, but the the W now bouncing affixed eight times um, instead of unlimited bounces, but one per target, right? So it can hit additional, it, it can hit a target more than once. It's gonna prioritize people it hasn't hit, but like. You know, I think we we saw recently the most egregious example was a Sivir that auto-attacked a Zack passive blob, and it just hits Mm -hmm. every single blob twice. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Like, Um, instantly, basically. Um, Or again, right, if you have two characters that are next to each other, and maybe you've already cleared out the wave, or you catch them out in the jungle, like, potentially insane damage mm -hmm. on a character that already had very high damage potential. Yeah, it'll but, be interesting. I've seen her picked a lot. She seems to be like pretty, pretty strong. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, Sivir. 
Yeah, Quirky's up next. His EAD scaling is increased, the ultimate base damage is decreased, and the AP scaling is decreased. So in incentivizing the uh, uh, um, attack damage, auto-attacking Quirky again. Thank God. Which, yeah, it's probably a good thing. I, I, I want to play Quirky, but I feel like I'm trolling if I do the other build, even though, like, I don't know, man, I... I was not able to win with that build. I would be mega farmed, hitting people for a quarter of their health with like basic rockets, and just mm -hmm. lost every time. So yeah, happy I mean, to... it, it happens sometimes, right? Yeah, happy to go back to a nice crit corky where I when I package <laughs> into four people, I can actually auto attack them mm -hmm. instead of killing um, them with your abilities. Yeah, uh, Elise. There are some changes for her. So base health, health growth, and base armor are all increased. The damage on her human form Q is also increased. That's the flat value on it, not the percentage. Uh, I, I don't know if she's good, but they're buffing her because she's pretty bad. I, I think she's still not great, even with the buffs. No, I think she... Um, I was talking about this in, in an earlier game. I think she might be the worst character in the game. Uh, like Anything that she does, there is a better character f like to pick. Um yeah, I'm. I'm just not sure why you would why you would pick Elise unless you're like a hardcore Elise fan, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. there's like I I think that Elise has historically been like one of the top two champions for permanently gank super snowball and like hard carry, and there are just so much better options than Elise right now with like Rexai. I think is the other one that fits that that like area really well. I, I mean, like, even so even just for, like, AP characters, like, why not pick Diana or um, Fiddlesticks, you know? Like, there there are so many, like, better choices. She, I, I don't think she has a niche to, to fill, you know? Yeah, but, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, cool. Evelyn, her passive heal is increased. The W magic resistance reduction is increased and the ultimate now decreases the timer required to re-enter passive camouflage. So some, some good changes. Ooh, that's so hype. I need to play me some Eve. Yeah. She yeah, seems, uh, she you. seems pretty good. Uh, fiddlesticks, the Q fear duration has been increased and the ultimate damage has been increased. So his Q got a quarter second at all ranks. His ultimate got uh, a flat 125 plus 25% uh, AP. So pretty significant buffs. Um, man, it's wild. They, they're buffing so many characters I like to play. Like, <laughs> I, I see this and it's like, I want to play Sivir. I want to play Corky. I want to play Evelyn and Fiddlesticks. Ooh, mm -hmm. up next, Galio. I like that character too. Yeah, I, I don't know. These are... Um... Uh, these are changes that I'm not particularly excited about. I think uh, they picked probably two of the worst things to buff on, on this character. That being his fear duration and his ult damage. Like, I, I think you need to lean less heavily into his strengths and kind of, like, tone up his weaknesses, like, a tiny bit, you know? Yeah, I would say, to me, I, I agree that these are weird ways to buff him and that, like... I. I, I would love to have him get some sort of, like, reset or extension mechanic on his ultimate, right? Where it's, like, if he kills somebody, it goes for another half second or, 
you know, if he kills somebody, then it applies a, a minimal fear, like, or, or, or if they're still feared, it'll re-up the duration or something, mm-hmm. as opposed to, the, like, he's just, a, he's just, like, a weird assassin now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, he has been for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, up next, we've got Galio. Q damage is increased, so more wave clear, more damage. I think you still build him pretty much pure tank, though. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's better. Yeah, for AP, but um, yeah, I'm not not quite sure if if it'll be enough. Uh, lots of Gwen changes. Her health regen growth is decreased. The Q snip damage is increased. Center damage, center true damage increased. Uh, now deals reduced damage against minions. Bonus damage against low health minions. W bonus armor and MR increased in the duration uh, is decreased. E bonus on hit magic damage is increased. Bonus attack range is increased. Cooldown is increased. Cooldown refunded on the first basic attack increased. Uh, and the ultimate damage per needle is increased. Recast conditions uh, adjusted. Um, oh, interesting. You don't have to damage an enemy champion now. It just does it after one second. I don't know if I like that change. Well, I I think it's that you get the ability to recast it after one second, not that it, it auto-recasts. Um, and again, it, it just stops you from like R auto R for a trillion damage in like a quarter second. Oh, you think they like made her worse, like feel worse to play, I guess? Yeah, that that's a nerf. For sure. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, where the like the idea is that like okay, great, you always get a second cast now, but you can't like R auto R like you used to be able to. Now there's at least a, a one second window where you get to kill her, and hmm. like I don't know, I've seen some insane Gwen plays where she ults oh, through mean, yeah. four people, and being able to like double cast it essentially, she just kills everything. I think this is a good change to her, or you at least have that small window. Okay, cool. I hope that's the way it, it functions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karthus, base armor and health growth are increased, so a little, little better in the jungle, I suppose, and more survivable if you're against AD. Yeah, Q, uh, I'm sorry, Cled, Q, AD scaling is increased, W cooldown is decreased at all ranks. Character seems, I don't know, really good, but un- unpicked, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Yi, attack range increased, Q adjusted, W cooldown reduced, mana cost down, damage reduction increased, damage lingering damage reduction adjusted. So it it seems like okay. So the Q adjustment, you instead of now falling on like the in front of your target, you get to pick where you pop out after the mm-hmm. Q, um, and then the W what did they actually change about this so the cooldown so is significantly lower the it mana cost takes, is way higher yeah it's way higher and it takes more mana to keep channeling it and then you you get what? some damage reduction when you initially cast it the damage reduction goes down uh but is um like oh. goes down for the rest of the channel and then for half a second after the channel ends um mm-hmm. you get a little bit of the damage reduction yeah, that's weird that you get like a much higher percentage reduction for the first half second. Like, it, it encourages playing him properly, where you just like pop W to tank a tower shot or a big ability, and then yeah. keep hitting stuff. 
It's just interesting uh, for that to be added. I yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But I think he like he's pretty cracked right now. I played a game of him and it was wild. He does so much damage. Yeah, the build is what Sunfire into Bork or Bork into Sunfire. Yeah, um, I went Bork into Sunfire and like Solo Baron. Nobody could really yeah. deal with me. Um, yep, anyway. the uh, Sunfire Bork combo is is coming to light, uh, as yep. I talked about months ago. He's an oracle. He's a prophet. I'm an oracle. I'm a prophet. Uh, Olaf, base health regen and health regen growth decreased. Passive max bonus attack speed is increased early, and the Q mana cost is increased. So it seems like some nerfs for uh, um, for for Olaf. Yeah. Up next, we've got Renekton. Ultimate damage. The AOE effect now scales with AD. So that's a nice little buff for him. Nice. Talia, Q damage is increased, mana cost decreased, bonus damage to monsters decreased, boulders now stun jun jungle monsters, and ultimate uh, adjusted, um, so you never, it never goes on cooldown when you damage wards or traps. That's that's probably good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vex, Q cooldown is decreased at all ranks, and the AP ratio increased. Buffs for Vex? Yeah, that seems kind of crazy. Um also kind of crazy volleybear he is getting seemingly gutted um his q bonus movement speed is decreased the base damage is decreased w base damage decreased uh the scaling with bonus health is decreased e damage based on targets max health is decreased and the damage cap against non-champions is decreased so nerfs for everything except for his passive and ultimate um so while i don't think the character is like unplayable uh, I do think the character is so much worse than it was before. And I don't know if I really agree with this. I feel like, I mean, I'll go back to his, I'll, I'll check his win rate, but I assume it wasn't higher than like 51% at the very most. Um, but another another case of him being, um, I don't know, picked a lot. Okay, never mind. He had a 54% win rate. <laughs> I'm just smoking crack, I guess. Yeah, but how many other characters have <laughs> higher win rates than that and didn't get nerfed? Uh, not many, I would say. Oh, he's been like fifty-four percent win rate for for a couple patches. All right, never mind. Character needs to be nerfed. <laughs> yeah, you're you're crazy. <laughs> I I honestly didn't realize it was that high. I I didn't either. I haven't been playing a ton, but mm -hmm. I'm always down to nerf all a bear. Fuck that character. Cool. Uh, up next, we've got some item changes. One of the big ones is Divine Sunderer. Um, so they've given it a, a base AD scaling and significantly lowered the percentage of targets maximum health that it deals. The heal has gone up a little bit in terms of the flat amount. So the, the percentage of, of damage healing has gone up and then the percentage of targets max health has gone down. Um, they've also added AD ratio to it. And then lastly, the mythic bonus, the actual penetration you get from it has gone down, uh, from five to 3%, uh, uh, or the orange upgrades are all going to have those kind of similar effects, but ultimately they're turning it into a little bit less oppressive of an anti-tank item. I think it's still pretty effective at it, but. It's not like, yeah, oh, I, I was 3-0, I'm at two items, but they got Sunderer, now I lose lane. Yep, exactly. It is worse into tanks than before. Still pretty good overall. 
Um, but definitely not like a, I just win every trade against tanks now. So good. I think this is exactly what the item needed. Um, it should still remain like pickable, just a little bit worse into tanks. Uh, Demonic Embrace and Leandris had the same uh, thing added uh, where it can be applied by multiple users, um, but one user can't refresh another user's application of it. Uh, so you still have to apply it, but now I guess five people can apply um, Leandris and Demonic to, to someone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do think that this is actually a really, really nice quality of life change. Um, like, getting shafted because your mid laner went Leandries and you wanted to go that item too, and it's like, well, one of us is just going to get zero damage from that passive now. Like, that sucks. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is a really good change that, like... No, nobody else has to deal with that besides the mages buying this item, right? Like... If your Trindomir and your Ash both go Gale Force, they can both Gale Force me. If they both get Infinity Edge, they can both crit me. Like th this was the only item where it's like, oh well, if two people on your team get it, it's just significantly worse. And I, I personally don't think it was the like the absolute worst to to have that be the case. Um, I, I think like it it made you think about like team comp and like drafting a little bit more. Um, but I, I'm also not a not opposed to them doing it like this. I, I just I hope it's not too strong now because people everyone can buy it uh, because it is still a very powerful you know mythic item. Yeah, and and I I think it like that's the biggest thing is like as long as it's not stupidly strong where you're gonna now have like three or four Leandries in a game, mm -hmm. which I definitely think you won't. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Nearly that good. Um. Right, it's it, it's it's fulfilling that gap, and I, I do think like that decision to not draft it would be better if there was any other example of it in the game where it's like we don't want to do this outside of I suppose like we can't build all AD or like all lethality, well, but it would be like you know um, we can't run. Moonstone Karma mid and Moonstone Yumi bottom, right? It, it'll just be reduced. Or like we can't both run uh, Redemption, you know? Like that's a that's a one person item. Um, I guess I, I don't I I, like, like I said I don't hate it. You you can. It's just definitely worse, right? Than it than yeah. it was before. I, I suppose that's true. I didn't really think about the support items, um, but yeah, I I like these changes. I don't think we want to dig too much deeper because it's just no yeah i don't yeah it's fine i i'm, uh, I'm fine with it it's not that big of a deal <laughs> yeah uh dusk blade the ability haste that you get from the mythic passive is now ability haste and movement speed so uh buffs to assassins yeah little little tiny ones i would say um, yeah right like this isn't gonna affect you until you've got five thousand gold mm -hmm. And even yeah. then, that's at five thousand gold, you get plus five move speed. It's not huge. Yeah, it's not. It's not the the end of the world. Um, Eclipse deals less damage for ranged champions uh, and gives uh, the five move speed. Uh, and Prowlers gets the five move speed as well. Uh, I would say I think um, rain or Eclipse on ranged characters is is like extremely bad now. I would not recommend it if you. 
uh, <laughs> have the option to go something else, I do think you should. Um, yeah. Mm. It's it's bad. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to use Eclipse for the percentage health damage, sure. I think, like, from my perspective, uh, as a Jin and MF player, this is just a straight buff. Because I wasn't really using that damage. There's, no, there's no way losing 3% max health damage for 5 move speed per Mythic is... I, I guess I get per is good, like, per item. Yeah, right. So, like, at, I don't at, know, though. At, like, 4 items, I've got 20 more move speed, and I, like, do a little bit less damage, but I was only probably proccing that a couple times a fight anyway I, I don't know i like it's it's definitely meant to make it better for melee and, and worse for 80 carries but if you were somebody who wasn't procking that often i, I don't think it's a massive hit um, uh, yeah. i suppose yeah and so i think you said for prowler's claw they're doing the same thing where you get lethality and move speed from the legendary passive and not just the lethality mm-hmm. Uh, objective bounties they've done some adjustments there it looks like the so so they they last a little bit longer um but and you'll be notified uh but they um they'll fall off sooner they'll last a a little bit longer uh well uh, i'm sorry okay 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 they don't last any longer they you'll get the notification that they uh, that they're falling off sooner, um, and claiming an objective bounty as they're lingering will now cancel all other objective bounties on the map uh, until they're reactivated. And then um, champion with gold accumulating passives like Draven or Gangplank uh, will no longer count to your team's total gold when calculating bounties. I'm not sure about that one. That's the only one I'm like a, a little iffy on. Um, yeah, that's weird. Because that... it's still gold. Right, it's not like yeah. TF gets like a, a like a weird gold system that doesn't really count. Like it's it's still gold that you can buy items with. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But lastly, and I think the one that most people are probably hoping for and expecting the most is that hey, they're reweight re the way oh, that yeah, dragons yeah, yeah. and towers, uh, like affect the bounty calculation. Um, hopefully I think that's going to mean that dragons are worth a little less so that you don't get like a crazy bounty swing because the other team had four drags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's objective bounties vision. They, uh, what do we got? All jungle monsters and wards will now be visible instantly, even upon dashing or blinking into visible range. So just a, uh, I guess, a smoothing of, of the vision. Yeah, when um, you when you jump into fog, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimate Spellback Spellbook is back, and it is Star Guardian themed. Um, you can now choose between four abilities instead of three. Um, some new abilities in there, and uh, all of the dragons from traditional uh, Summoner's Rift have made their way in. So, cool. Cool, cool, nice. cool. Uh, some quality of life and bug fixes. I haven't dug through these, so I don't know yeah, if there's anything fine. weird, funny in here. Um, and then we got some upcoming skins, such as Star Guardian Echo, Star Guardian Kaisa, Star Guardian Nyla, Sona, 
Star Nemesis, Fiddlesticks, and Prestige Star Guardian Echo. People are really angry about Echo being in the Star Guardian universe. Why? I, I think it's fine. I don't know. They they say like he doesn't he doesn't fit uh, in the in the, oh, in the they're line. Racists. I I don't know. Like I think it's fine. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know why he couldn't be in it, but someone like <laughs> like Kaisa could. You know. I don't know. Probably because he likes to go Zon, and now he'll have to go stars. True. Um. Yeah, and uh, the fiddlestick skin looks super sick. I like it a lot. Uh, cool. On to the next thing. We've got um some Star Guardian event information posted by uh, Riot. You can check that out uh, online. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, it includes Kaisa, Kali, Sona, Talia, Rel, uh, Echo, and Fiddlesticks. Uh, I'm sorry, Quinn and Nyla as well. Um, uh, as part of that, so maybe we'll get like a part two to the uh to the Star Guardian event. Um, coming. Uh, we've got a Star Guardian Talia Sessions album, which is super super good. Um, it's an hour and a half, and they are great, great songs. Uh, and then we've got uh, Riot Games testing out a new way for partners to promote content. Uh, it's a new affiliate product. Um, it will enable yeah partners to promote content uh, via the collections page. Um, and uh, unfortunately, this is going to, to new people um, or to, to people who are already partners and they're not opening up the new ones yet, which is uh, kind of weird. Since they they said they were going to early twenty twenty one, not um, very cash money, right? Games, not very cash money, uh, but it looks like um, uh, if you they'll have like a, a a pro not a promo code but like a use code that you can put in to buy Star Star Guardian skins and your your favorite content creator uh, will will get a portion of the revenue um, from that, which is which is pretty cool. Nice, yeah. Um, and I think that's it for the news. It's a lot in there, but we, uh, we got through it. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about Manscaped. For sure. There's no five stars this week, unfortunately. But you know what a five-star product is? Manscaped's new boxers. And with Sweaty Sack Summer approaching, it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. And that's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent the last two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable, it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time to infest in your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Now, Nick, you recently went on a uh, on a vacation to Colorado where things were a little mm-hmm. cooler but now you're back in well, the Florida heat. You would think it was cooler, but no? the temperature was like 100 degrees outside. All right. Well, I think the <laughs> the heat index today where I'm at is like 112. Oh. And boy, can I tell you that I I uh, I'm a big boy. I can get some I can get some sweaty balls, but not with Manscaped. You know, they they keep you cool, they keep you dry and you know, if for whatever reason the boxers aren't enough, guess what? They've got ball deodorant. They've got the like little toner thing to, to freshen you up. That shit, that shit works, man, and it mm-hmm. smells great. All of their products smell great. They come in awesome packaging. 
you guys, you guys, if you're sleeping on Manscaped, stop. Right? Wake it's, up. That's it's, what I have to it's say. It's smooth boy summer. Wake up. Get <laughs> your balls comfortable and do it for 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code LEAGUECAST. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. And I know Nick Cooper has never gone back. Every time I hang out with him, he's just walking around in nothing but his his Manscaped boxers, and I absolutely love it. It does make like maintaining a job pretty weird. Um, uh, my coworkers give me some some interesting looks. Yeah, be- uh, not because but... it's weird, but because they're jealous. So, like, man, I wish my balls were that comfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so... I refuse to take them off. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Manscaped, uh, for your continued support. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to jump all the way to competitive league, I think, um, because we've got some, we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Beast versus Ninja tournament, um, not tournament, uh, event, I guess. Uh, but we're going to talk about it next week because Aiden, uh, Aiden actually watched it uh, and I only saw clips. I'm not sure. Uh, Colton, did you hear about it at all or? No, I, I have no idea what this is or. Okay, when so we're gonna talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Uh, okay. So something that I do want to talk about is uh, TSM uh, and and the mess that they uh, that they have become uh, somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, TSM's roster is kind of getting blown up three weeks into the season. What a shock! Uh, Soul will be the top laner. Instinct uh, will be the AD carry, and Chime will be the support. They're replacing Huni Tactical and Mia. Uh, I think personally that replacing Tactical was like a, a good decision. Um, I guess if, if you're replacing one bot laner, you probably want to replace two, uh, just to, you know because they have experience playing with each other uh, in 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 Academy. Uh, Huni is obviously like, I would say like bottom of the pack, but still like serviceable, not bad. Um, however, his wrists are apparently ruined. Um, IE, like we may never see him play competitive again. So, uh, that's probably a good thing that he, um, <laughs> that he was able to, uh, to get out while he, while he still could. Yeah. Do um, we know if this is like an injury that, has been building for a while and he's been just kind of playing through it. Uh, I, I am not 100% sure, but okay. I imagine it, it didn't come out of nowhere. It sounded like it was yeah. just like playing competitive for, for too long. Um, yeah. Sort and of like thing. continually pushing it, even though it was, yeah, exactly. Th- that, that would be my guess is that like, he's probably been having issues for quite a while and whether he pressured himself to keep playing or, you know, he felt that he couldn't report. I I don't want to speculate, but it, mm-hmm. wrist injuries like this don't typically come out of nowhere and are more of a like systemic thing for a long time of overuse. Um, yeah. but that's, that sucks. I mean, you you hate to see a player like if you're a fan of Huni or not, like as as someone who plays video games and enjoys them. God, I don't know what I would do if one day I was just like, "Fuck, my my wrists don't work, and I can't play half the games I used to because yeah, it just hurts um, too much." It's definitely kind of wild. Um, and imagine if like that was like exponentially more your identity. You know, you're a professional player who yeah. enjoyed it like to that degree. Mm-hmm. 
So pretty, um, pretty sad, uh, especially for such an iconic uh, player as Huni. Um, maybe not yeah. recently, but there was a time when, you know, he was like the best top laner in the world. Uh, argue, well, I, maybe not that far, but definitely like one of the more popular ones. And, uh, and he was like missed. a competitive, like strength, right? You, you wanted, yeah, I mean, he, he played, uh, am I, am I mistaken in thinking that he played on T1 for a little bit? SKT? I believe so. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know if they won worlds, but, uh, they went, you know, they competed. Mm-hmm. So yeah uh he, and then the other sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like yeah he was i, I don't know if he was ever the best but he he was like a competitor at an mm-hmm. international level yeah for sure which is more than you can say about most laners in na mm-hmm. <laughs> um but other tsm news which i think you were about to get into yeah the the big thing this came out um today and is hot off the presses uh tsm reginald's competitive ruling Bum, bum, bum. So Reggie's the in uh, yeah, so the investigation um, that that took place from TSM where they found nothing wrong has come back and something's been found wrong. Uh, it turns out that um, you know TSM under under Reggie did uh, participate in some disparaging and bullying behavior uh, towards both TSM players and staff members. Uh, the org will be fined $75,000. Uh, Reggie must complete sensitivity training uh, and ex- executive training. And uh, he is on probation for the next two years across the Riot ecosystem, uh, as well as an independent monitoring system uh, will be appointed um, to operate a tip line and follow through with a regular check-ins with TSM League of Legends players. Yeah, which I, I think it's wild that I th- the third one, I think, is the only part of this that actually affects anything like so seventy five thousand dollars is not significant no, yeah that's nothing that's nothing. and oh he has to do a training like everyone's done like do this training at work do this one and like it's <laughs> okay yeah great he's gonna do his sensitivity training and executive training and he's gonna go back to being the same person he is <laughs> i do think that the two-year probation could be bid big depending on like if that what that what that means if he, if he's like not allowed to participate in any right event or like product at all period like that's pretty big yeah i don't think um, it is though with the term probation at least like my thought is just that it's like hey you're on thin ice if something else happens like it's, uh, you're I just see. done would be my yeah. thought okay um but again it, it doesn't or at least it probably goes into it later. It's a fairly long article that discusses what all is happening here. But my, my thought would be that it's again, right. If, if something comes in through that tip line, then he's fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, for a little context on the situation, this is all kind of outlined in their post, uh, in November of last year, a former TSM player, uh, double lift, I believe was the the person they're talking about here. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not sure if it is double lift or if that was just like like part <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that was the official like start of the investigation, you know. Yeah. Um but double lift was very publicly outspoken about the issue and I'm sure, you know, not only corroborating the story with other players and staffers, but other people probably mm-hmm. coming to riot with complaints. Um but hey, you know, there were public allegations saying that Reggie was, you know, being part of these practices of, again, right, bullying, disparaging players, berating them, you know, 
you know, verbal assaults on staff, players, coaches, etc. Um, you know, not not a, a great way to be be treating the people in your organization and the ones that are bringing in your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seems like it, it was something that you know him being at the the top of the organization, right? It, that's then the the organization is okay with that, which is not a good place to be. Where you know. Well, if if the boss is okay with you just absolute shit talking your players to their face, like you you don't want to be in a situation like that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, the post digs into the scope of the investigation. You know, what did they look to look at? Who did they talk to? What all evidence do they have to support this? I I really like that they dive into the investigation process, and I wish that they had more posts like this and in some other instances that we've had in the last year. Yeah. There weren't like competitive rulings. <laughs> yeah. Just um, like game integrity stuff. There was a T one, uh, drama today where, uh, I really hope that they do have a, uh, uh, a, a, um, what is this competitive ruling? Cause it was absolutely disgusting. Um, maybe we can talk about that, uh, another time as well. Yeah, I just there there have definitely been instances where they've made decisions or said that this is the way things are without mm-hmm. providing much evidence, and you're just really really questioning it, or it just seems like they didn't investigate something thoroughly at all that probably should have been. Um, but you know, hey, ultimately this is a good thing for the LCS ecosystem for the players and staff of TSM that you know, hey, someone's a bully it got reported to an authority. The authority looked into it and punished the person, um, you know, responsible. So hopefully things, you know, get better within the TSM organization and people that play video games for a living can just play video games for a living and and not get berated by someone for, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I think it's so wild. Like, bullying in a professional organization like that it, it's just so unuseful like it is not productive in any way yeah it's a it is very strange um definitely uh definitely feels weird yeah um and good i'm, I'm glad this uh glad this came out and it didn't come down to like right investigating themselves you know yeah, that's a whole other thing. Or uh, T- I'm sorry, TSM investigated themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's another mm-hmm. thing I could rant about, but that's uh, that's always fun when organizations get to investigate themselves yeah. and somehow find that nothing. Oh, happened. we actually did everything perfectly. Yeah, we're really Funny good guys, enough. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? What is a great organization with some really good guys? Our friends at NordVPN. <laughs> Uh, I'm best friends with everybody who works there in the entire company and definitely didn't just say that as a thing. But they've got a great service. That's something I, I can actually attest to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's easy to use with one-click connection or auto-connection. They've got a ton of servers, over 5,500 in 58 countries. There are servers available anywhere, everywhere. You can get really high speeds, the fastest of any VPN provider. Um, as well as you can set it up on all your devices on pretty much any platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, and Linux, even Android TV. You can, you know, 
use it to get some some nice region block content if you want to sign on to canadian netflix or amazon prime you can use it for security to block your your web traffic and have a little bit more privacy with everybody trying to snoop into your business these days and sell your info i know personally i've been getting an email like every other day from best buy saying hey someone keeps trying to reset your account but this email Hmm. address doesn't have an account (laughs) interesting um, so yeah, someone's trying to uh, reset my Best Buy account that doesn't exist. That's associated <laughs> with my email. I see. Yeah. Um, but again, with NordVPN, it'll help you with that. Not only with the privacy, but with free threat protection, a huge discount, and an additional month free. All of that with the code LeagueCast. Go to NordVPN.com forward slash LeagueCast to get that deal. As well as you'll get a 30-day money-back guarantee if for whatever reason you choose not to continue or don't like the service. Again, all of that's available at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. You get a big discount on your plan, free threat protection, a bonus month for free, and everything is completely risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thank you, NordVPN. Hell yeah. Thank you, NordVPN. Let's jump into the roundtable. Um... So from Twitter, we have, oh, I'm sorry, last week's question was, Riot has officially run out of rotating game modes. You're tasked with creating a new rotating game mode to wow the player base. What's your elevator pitch for this new game mode? On Twitter, Rainbow Honeysuckle said, Mirror mode, every item has its opposite but equivalent stats, i.e. gives ability power, dead man's gives magic resist, and so on. All passives stay the same, but now abilities can crit. Uh, Tom Pabe said 1v1 game mode. You play on Howling Abyss and fight to the death with players in your MMR. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Dragon Tamer 888 said slams my fifth Red Bull of the night at 5 a.m. Okay, hear me out. What if you picked your opponent's champions, but they pick yours as well with pick and bans? So uh, a little bit of Nemesis draft we see. On Discord... We have Tired Poseidon who says, I think it would be cool to have an asymmetrical mode that pits multiple players against a single buff champ. The sole player gets earth mode or maybe even abilities similar to the old PvE modes. That sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I think that that would be a lot of fun where like I'm imagining it as like, like four players and one of them gets earth buffs and like mm-hmm. if you kill them, then you get it. And you do like a gladiator oh, type thing. Oh, interesting. I think that could be a lot of fun. I could see that. But I, that cool. would also maybe suck because if you had like Earth on Zillion, you wouldn't be killing people, but you would just like run around keeping the buff on yourself. Yeah, maybe it would like vastly increase the damage you take after a certain amount of time, you know? Maybe, yeah. Or like if you don't kill people, it'll start to decay or something. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Bad Luck Bobby says, Gives me, give me Aaron, but every time you die, you get rerolled to a new chip. And the gold value of the items you bought gets refunded in full so that when you die, you can... Sorry, I clicked on something and it loaded (laughs) something else. Okay, there we go. When you die, uh, you can rebuy something that works for you. Not sure how that'd work well with runes, but screw it. Randomize the runes as well. Why not? Hey, I'm kind of down for you to like... You just have to keep the items that you were dealt or that you purchased before, you know? So you either have to build something like less effective on the champion you have, but more effective on everyone or you just have to like in and die and hope that <laughs> that you get a better character i i do actually really like the idea of like getting everything reset every death because like 
even if you get lucky, lucky with like a good team fight, if you die once, then it's like, okay, well, fuck, I might get, I might go from having, you know, Sona to now I'm playing Yalawi and like, great, you can reset your items, but I, I, that's, I think that sounds so fun to me. And they, they could definitely incorporate it where they just like do the default rune page that they would recommend for that character. Yeah, that's true. Or like maybe you can maybe you can pick the color of rune page you get so you get like a yellow page or a green mm-hmm. page something like that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Nice. And I think yeah. Um, last but not least, Casey Stranger says five v five blind pick lock in a champion and a patch. Want to play Juggernaut rework Mordekaiser done season three casted and knock yourself out. When the match ends, you'll be automatically prompted to report an allied or enemy champion. Complaining about Riot's piss poor design or balance, and your comment will be displayed on a virtual wall of shame on Riot's website. Run the event for 200 hours, which is about eight days, and call it 200 hours of 200 years. Well, excuse me. Um, I think that's super sick. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> it is uh, a yeah, very it's a, funny. It does sound fun. <laughs> it also sounds very toxic, but it, oh, it for could sure, be a lot of fun. But it's League of Legends after it would, all. It'd be fun for the first 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would find the best thing and play only that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So this week's roundtable question, what are some methods you have to prevent yourself from tilting? That's my secret, <laughs> Nick. I'm always <laughs> tilted. <laughs> That's uh, kind of literally what I was going to say. Um, I don't, and I think it's a big problem. Um where I, I get into the like gambler's fallacy mindset where I know I know I'm due for a win soon, right? I can't keep losing. Uh and then I keep losing. So uh I, I don't. But I would say like take a break is the is the biggest thing. If you're able to just like separate yourself from the game, it'll it'll help even you know, more than mm-hmm. anything else you could do. Yeah, I, I would say like setting rules of if I like lose two or three in a row, I stop. You know, we talked about a while back playing a fixed number of games as if it's like a series where you're like, I'm going to play a best of five in ranked today. Or like, I'm just going to play like five games regardless of what happens. And then, you know, approaching it from that perspective, you know, other great ways to avoid tilting, disabling chat, disable all chat, disable pings or like those are all really good ways to do it, um, you know. Reframing your mental and reminding yourself it's only a game, and that one game doesn't really affect anything in the long run, right? Like as frustrating as it is to deal with a a bad player, a troll, an inter, whatever it is, you know, that one game's really not going to affect anything in the long run, and you flaming them or playing poorly in response isn't going to change anything um but yeah i mean outside of that i would say like well i'm not going to give a million reasons because it's a roundtable question we gotta we gotta let the community give us some other good answers we sure do and that's a good one yeah so again that question is what are some methods you have to prevent yourself from tilting you can send us answers on discord in the roundtable channel you can send us an email you can uh, hit us up on twitter or facebook you can uh, send physical postcards to aiden <laughs> at his address at... that would be wild <laughs> just, at canada just... 
In Canada, yeah. Just, I'm not going to adopt address him. it to Aiden in Canada, and mm-hmm. it'll get to him. It'll get to him. Uh, they know. They know who he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the roundtable. And onwards into mail fight. We've got an email from Monkey Dick. Nick, do you want to read Monkey Dick's email? Not particularly, but I will. Oh. Just for you guys. I'm just kidding. I I would love to. Yeah, fuck you, Monkey Dick. <laughs> he says, "Yo, what up? It's uh, Yo, what up from down under? It's your boy Monkey Dick here with some laughs. Driving home, listening to the podcast, and I thought of literally the best champagne concept ever. I'll preface this by saying I've never once won it or watched One Punch Man, but I was once told the whole premise of the show is basically he just dies. Or he just punches in the big the big the big bads once and they die. The rest is just filler or something." So that's the concept. A single champion who does literally one thing, that is to punch one enemy uh, and instantly kill them, give them a five-minute death timer, and that's it. He can't auto-attack, he can't gain gold or XP, he can't do it more than once per game, and he can't even take summoner spells or runes, or most importantly, he can't grow hair. I love the idea of having a 4v5 game, except now imagine holding off using the ability, uh, but walking into someone's lane and just zoning them off because they're afraid they'll be out of the game for five minutes, or say Baron and Elder are both up and you're just stalking the enemy jungler following them around, but keeping out of range to get hit by abilities, but they're too scared to make a call for either objective. Gotta keep them on their toes, you know? You got one man and one punch, use it wisely, or something, I don't know. It just seemed like a funny thing to imagine in the game. Best wishes, monkey dick. Uh, that champion sounds terrible, <laughs> yeah, but it sounds, sounds really fun. It sounds really funny. It sounds funny, um, but I, I I think this character falls really close to the like proverbial champion where like, what's the most balanced champion in League of Legends? Yeah. It's one that when you lock it in, it just rolls, it just, it just mm-hmm. flips a coin and determines the outcome of the game. There's no yeah. abilities. Nothing happens. It's just you lock in this character and it's a 50-50. Sure, <laughs> it's balanced. It is not fun. Mm-hmm. This one, it seems a little fun, not balanced, not good for the game. Um, but I, I do think that there could be some room for this in like a custom game mode. Yeah, it almost like, sounds like a like a zombies mode, like yeah. Halo zombies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something it, similar. It, it it brings me back to the first MOBA I ever played, where in that you had three lives. Period. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if you were down to one life, you had to play so much different. <laughs> but it was also nice because like you could win two v three like. It, it was not impossible by any means. Whereas in this, yeah, like in, in current instant league, if you're 4v5, you're just going to lose late game. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for the email, Monkey Dick. Thanks for the suggestion. And on to the next one from I'm a Fishy, who says, uh, Hey, it's me. I'm a Fishy. I've got big issues with trackers and dating, data mining and stuff in. Uh, sorry. I'm just. Big issue with trackers and data mining and stuff is that League is inherently a game where you are gaining an advantage via other sources. Do you use the client to know what runes to take? What champions people in the game play? Hell, even what for what champions do? Uh, or do people go to the wiki? There's too much information in League for a human to fully sort. What makes the game trackers OP is filtering information. I don't think that there's a way to ever make overlays not have an advantage. Even just highlighting things on your screen can be unfair. The game is largely about gathering information, filtering, and processing it. I don't think you can just ban overlays, and I don't think giving more information is problematic. The line is somewhere in the middle, and Riot just needs to draw it so it can stop moving. 
Yeah, we had a, a, this whole conversation last show, and I think the issue with trying to put the line anywhere in the middle is that there are gonna still just be tools and systems that can get around that line. And so unless you ban all of them in entirety, even at that point, that wouldn't work, right? Like, I could I could set up a bot to spectate my game and track summoner spell cooldowns, right? Like, it's going to be three minutes behind, but it can still do it for Flash. Or I can have, like, a laptop up next to me where I've got an app built where I can, like, click on all the cooldowns as they happen. Like... <sighs> You, you can't get around it existing anymore. And it's it's just like, do we want to have it be a, a very unlevel playing field where people who choose to download three apps have more info? Or do we just like make it all built in so that nobody has an advantage? Yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough choice. Um, yeah. Kind of figuring out where that where that line is at for sure. Mm -hmm. And that being said, I, I do agree with him that, like, the, a huge thing about the game is, you know, gathering, filtering, and processing information. But I, I still think with, like, those third-party apps, that's still the game, mm -hmm. right? Like, if I, if I have an app that shows me every character, like, what cooldowns they have, how much gold they have, how much experience, their summoner spells, like, their range, their ratios, everything... I can't use all of that information. I can't use anything close to it. And so at that point, I need to start, you know, choosing what things are important to me. And that's like, that's what the game is already, right? It's like, I I could memorize every character's, like how much mana their Q costs and what its cooldown is and what its ratio is. But it's not nearly as useful as knowing their ultimate ability, mm -hmm. right? Like if I know that their Q is like somewhere around like 10 or 12 seconds and I know how much damage it does to me because of when the last time they hit it, right? Like that's enough. Um, and so like, if you have all the information available, you're still then just stuck trying to use that information and process it. And that's where, you know, a player who knows how to use that is a good player and a player who has all this information and does nothing with it's not a very good player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just yeah, figuring out that line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a fishy. Uh, next email is from Clubfoot, Haley cast crew. I've been seeing uh, a lot more Rengar and it made me think about his secret quest versus Kha'Zix when trying to remember what the buffs uh, where Kha'Zix where after Kha'Zix or Rengar kills each other, I stumbled onto the fact that there's also a buffing quest uh, if Senna is against Thresh. My question is, do you think it would be a good or bad thing to have more of these versus quests? Personally, I think it would make drafts and matches so much more hype, both for solo and also for watching pros. What do you think? P.S. I didn't know that Tom Kench dance will make Riff Scuttler dance and the, or that KDA skins dancing will make Blue Buff dance. P.P.S. Uh, as someone who does not know every character and all their abilities, would you consider saying the most basic thing about a skill uh, when you discuss it? Uh, example, when you say on blank you max Q first, uh, could you say on blank you max Q her root first? Thanks, you guys rock clubfoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could probably uh, make that happen. The um, uh, discussion of... Or, or more more clear discussion of of which ability we're we're talking about. Yeah, um, we it's can... just we've been like seeing it for so long that you know we know which you know what the abilities do. For instance, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's tough as 
people who have been playing the game for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I think definitely that's something we can work to be better at of, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about characters, abilities, skills, to give a little context. If someone doesn't immediately know when I'm saying Tom Kench Q, I'm talking about the lick. Right. Yeah. Um, so versus quests, I think that there's another one. Is it right? Like Vi, Caitlin, Jinx. Don't they have a versus quest? Um. So there are only a couple that actually have stat gains. Uh-huh. Um. Which I would say are the most important one. I think they're called missions. Uh, which I think was a trivia question for our patron show uh, recently. Yeah. Um, which you should definitely check out. Uh, what are the in-game missions? Uh, sorry, let me see. Uh, in-game. Yeah, while you're looking, missions. I I like them generally because I, I do think it's a lot of fun. I think that if they are to exist, there should be more of them. I I don't like that there are so few, mm-hmm. right? If there was like two or three missions every game, I'd be more okay with it giving actual stats because it's something you can like expect and play with. Um, I, I do like that the versus quests currently are at least balanced where it's like one side or the other is going to get an advantage and you have to typically kill that other champion to make that happen. Um. You know, I I do think there's a, a little bit of disparity there, though, between, like, a, a Senna can kill a Thresh. A Thresh cannot kill a Senna. Well, it's just, like, participating in it. Yeah, right. Where, yeah, yeah, and, like, he can definitely set that up. I, I think, like, Rengar Kha'Zix is a lot better because they're very similar characters, right? Where it's like, okay, we're both playing assassins. The better assassin wins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would probably rather see them just not have these because I think it's tough to have them be like thematically work, be actually balanced and like fit into the game in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I think like it while it's fun for certain characters, I think if there were more, it would kind of ruin it a little bit. And I don't think it actually is good for draft uh, because then you get sort of like a Zyra Khan situation where you you like just don't pick one without the other like generally speaking there are some exceptions but they're just so much better like with the the character than than without it that it makes it really hard to mm-hmm. to like justify picking it although i guess like i don't know maybe that's a poor maybe that's a poor argument but like what would you opt into that 50-50 of just like okay you just lost the game because you picked a quest character they're called quests by the way okay yeah Um, i don't know i think currently at least it's nice because it's a pretty minor effect for whoever wins yeah exactly there Um, there are a couple of exceptions like um the only two that like so dark or so cane counts as one like whether you're red or blue cane that 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 technically qualifies as one uh but rengar kazix and then yeah senolution thresh uh count mm -hmm. as well yeah, and previously, um, when you won the the you know quest as Kha'Zix, you unlocked a fourth evolve. It's it's how it works now. Does it still work that way? Yep, Rengar needs to have five trophies. Kha'Zix needs to have uh three uh of his abilities evolved, uh, and they must be alive at the same time. And that's how okay. it that's how it starts. 
Uh, Kha'Zix gets his fourth ability. Uh, Rengar gets a sixth stack on his Bone Tooth Network. Bone Tooth Necklace going up to 36% bonus attack damage. Um, uh, as a uh, as a as more bonus attack damage, uh, as with the head of Kha'Zix. Okay, is what it's called. Yeah. So also though, right? Like, and I think Thresh and Senna's quest the same way. We're like, they trigger really late in the game, so that they shouldn't really affect the outcome. Yeah, um, Senna needs a hundred souls. Thresh needs forty souls. Okay. Yeah, I I'm I'm I would I would love it if there was more of that. And it was just like a cosmetic thing, and it was mm-hmm. like that's how I feel tracked in your stats somewhere, or you could get like an icon, or you could get you know, um, with you know the challenges how they are right. That's I think a great way to do it, where it's like kill you know ten players wearing sunglasses as Leona, and you get just mm-hmm. like a badge for it, right? Cause yeah, like, that used to be a thing. If your skin had sunglasses, you would take one less damage from Leona passive sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they used to have a thing where like all the ninjas had less health unless you had all ninjas. Um, you know, they, they used to have a bunch of weird little interactions that were like plus one HP or like plus one damage. Yeah. Very, very small ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd rather have them not have a mechanical effect, but like, like put all that fun stuff in the game and then just like track it somewhere. Right. Where it's yeah. like one of your stats on Yasuo was like, how many times have you killed Yone? Mm-hmm. Or like how many times have you died to Yone? Yeah. Like that, that could be fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so thanks for the email, Clubfoot. Um, on to the next one from Spirit. Hey, the real Leadcast podcast official <laughs> podcast. I associate a lot of games with music, like uh, what characters would listen to. What kind of music or artists do you think that your mains would listen to? On a similar note, what is your guys' Taco Bell order? I find this question to be a very important one as it mirrors your personality. And lastly, if you had to name your first child the same as a champion, which one would you pick? I've met a few Dariuses, and they're always cool guys. Thank you guys for being you. Goodbye, spirit. Um, So we'll start with the first question. What music or artist do you think your mains would listen to? I mean, Zillion for sure would be listening to like classical composers. Yeah, for sure. Like that's, he's uh, he's zooming around through sense. time in the cosmos, and he's just playing like symphonies from Bach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I I would say probably, like uh, in honor of of the channel getting uh unbanned, uh lo-fi hip hop. How about that? Nice. Okay. <laughs> um. On a similar note, what's your Taco Bell order? Um. So I don't usually go to taco bell often um maybe like once a year when mm. i remember it exists but uh i usually get like a five layer burrito and some just regular soft tacos okay uh, nothing nothing too crazy but i'm also like super picky so i can't yeah. go for any crazy stuff i'm i'm pretty picky too and i'm I'm not a huge fan of like i, I don't go to taco bell super often generally it's because it's the only thing like open and i'm on my way back from something and it's late mm-hmm. Uh, my go-to is just like the chicken quesadilla. Okay. So, oh, actually, the chicken quesadilla is like actually really good. Yeah. So I normally do like a, a chicken quesadilla, some cinnamon twists. If I'm pretty hungry, I might do two. Or I might get some of the little cheesy roll-ups, mm. which are just like a tortilla with cheese. Oh, nice. Uh, but it's like a buck. So you know, if if you're a little extra hungry, you can get a little a little bonus. I see. 
Um, but yeah, cool. And would you, if it, you, right? if you had to name your first child oh. the same as a champion, I like that as a roundtable for the future. Yeah, we could do it now though. Is there yeah, anyone for us? Is there anyone Bard? <laughs> Bard. <laughs> Brad. It's it's tough because like there are some that would just work as regular names like yeah where's the lucian jace mm -hmm. right let's find the line where's the where's the the most acceptable one uh i think like lucian and jace are pretty high up to caitlin caitlin it's got but caitlin's like a right caitlin's a regular name i would say yeah isn't that what we were trying to find no no no. but like the most acceptable um like on the line champion if that makes sense like it's okay, so like it, not a regular name, but you probably wouldn't actually get flamed for naming a kid something like that. Yes, is what is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know it's League of Legends if you've played League of Legends, but it's not yeah. like dumb video game name otherwise. You know. Uh huh. Um. I feel like that's tough. Nami, I feel like would be in that realm. Ooh. Uh. Poppy, I think could fit there. Okay, I'm gonna go with like. Aurelia or Leona. Yeah, those I think both work. I think Seraphine could also definitely fit. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty good. Actually, Just call her Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my daughter Sarah. It's short for Seraphine. Everyone hates her. She's a she's a war criminal pop artist. <laughs> Even though they retconned it. Uh, so yeah, thank you for the email spirit. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next email is from Aiden. Oh, Haley Cascarts, Aiden, a.k.a. Funky Pants Ow, emailing after not having done so in a long time. You might not remember, but a while back I asked Colton about playing Corky and Kennen in mid lane. Just like him, I love to try plenty of new champs. Uh, and I've recently been playing a lot of Zillion mid, and he is so much fun. Couple questions about it. When do you max W and when do you max E? When do you take Airy and when do you take Grasp? When uh, I have great KDA, but don't always w win the game. Any tips uh, to carry my hard leads side note i've been listening to old podcasts and nick said vain tumble is not a dash do you still feel that way and what are you smoking aiden so like it, <laughs> again it is not a it's not a dash uh i'm gonna look up the meaning of dash uh because i feel sure. like it'll it'll help clarify look it up my man um, um while you're looking that up i'll answer your your questions funky pants um so you max W when you want to lose, and you max E when you want to win, um, and you take Airy when you want to win, and you would take Grasp if you want to lose. <laughs> no, uh, so I think Airy is just the like is the best yeah. rune, and the only other alternatives, like I think you can take Comet. Um, I, I think Airy's better ninety nine percent of the time, um, and then the question between maxing W and E, it's it's just E every time. Um, if you're doing support zillion, you might max E before Q. Um, that's that's a choice to make, but there's really no reason to max W before E. Mm -hmm. um, so I see. Those are those are my thoughts on zillion. But who asked? You know, uh, no, Aiden <laughs> did. Oh tell yeah, us, he did. Tell us, read me the definition of a dash, please. Uh, it means to. Sorry, I closed it. It means to run or travel somewhere in a great hurry. So I feel like that I don't know, but like in League of Legends, it means like you're one you're one way, and your character like quickly moves without running or something like that in another direction. She can't she can't dash over walls, 
which was my argument for a long time. But now there are a billion characters like that. <laughs> it's a it's a dash, my boy. I mean, it is technically coded as a dash, but it's it's not, a dash so. because in League, it's either a dash or a blink or a movement steroid, and it's not a movement steroid and it's not a blink. That's true. That's that, that's at least my classification where it's it's one of the three. Right, it's it's a blink if you do not exist in the space between point A and Mm -hmm. point B, right? Where it's like if I Gragas E through a space, abilities can hit me during that time. If I Ezreal E from A to B, if somebody shoots something in between those points, it does nothing to me. Um, And then obviously there are other movement abilities that are you know just like increased movement speed or whatnot, but. Yeah, most most things in the game, I would say, are a dash that are movement. Yeah, I, I technically it's coded as such, but I think it is incorrectly coded. Is is well, my, I think that I'm you're incorrectly saying. coded, and you oh, me should too. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, thanks, Aiden. Not mm-hmm, on to the next one from Jash. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? I'll probably already know the answer because emails come way after how your weeks have been. <laughs> I have a few things I've been meaning to write in about, so feel free to cut out whatever uh, of my shitpost of an email needed if, if it runs long. Firstly, there's a show I just found a little bit ago. I think it's on HBO Max. If not, then it was on Paramount. It's called Players, and I'm pretty surprised I didn't hear about it before, randomly seeing it on this streaming service follows a fictional pro league team unless i'm mistaken it doesn't feature any pro players or anything like that but uh freak frustgrin captain flowers and a handful of other well-known people in the league community are part of the show they also reference a lot of things that blew up in the lol community too chief among them in my opinion was a guy cosplaying vi and a couple other female champs as a clear reference to sneaky i personally love the show but it was full of cringe for warning Uh, That was played off so perfectly. I couldn't help but laugh. The main character is so perfect. He's a total twat, but the stuff that he said, er, but the stuff that is said and done hits the mark perfectly on the line of cringe humor between (laughs) not funny over the top. I hope someone else out there has enjoyed it as much as I did. Next thing, I hadn't paid much mind to the riot point inflation uh, you guys talked about last week or the week before but I did absorb some of it. Didn't pay it much mind because I had already spent more on the game than I ever should have. But today I got on and went to get the free Prime stuff. Uh, I got on Hextech and saw the tab for Masterwork Chests. I didn't look close, so I clicked it to open the box to realize it's just on there now even when you don't even have any boxes. Thought it was weird, so when I saw the Battle Pass progression line at the bottom, and then I understood they changed Hextech Gems into Mythic Essence, and also added this option of buying chests to have a locked-in 100% way to gain the currency to buy these skins, while also changing the default across the board price so that some were more expensive than others. This, along with all the more relevant things you guys said, was a little more eye-opening. They're engaging in a number of somewhat predatory tactics to get as much money as possible. The currency changes alone are fucked. But then to add, um, to also subtly make the chests that you have to buy more obvious and then tack on a fairly rare side currency is pretty greedy in my mind. All of this to say, I still have a few thousand RP in my account currently, but once it's gone, I'm just going to sit pretty in my two-year-old skins that are still awesome and stop giving money to a company trying to gouge as much as they can. Um, on to the final section of the email. 
but I think as just a little breakup of that, uh, I don't think either of us have watched or really seen anything in regards to the show Players. Um, yeah, and then, I, I hadn't had any interest uh, in it. Yeah, um, I was vaguely aware that it existed, but didn't mm-hmm. pull my attention. Yeah, um, and then the. Yeah, like the currency stuff. There again, it's it's tough because right, like they are a corporation whose goal is to make money and to take as much money from players as possible. So yes, they are going to engage in strategies that are effective in doing that. Um, but they are going to be predatory and they are going to feel shitty and you're going to feel taken advantage of as a player. But that is capitalism, um, mm-hmm. and, and I I, I don't so much blame riot games individually for that issue as i think it's more of a societal issue as oh a for whole. sure i mean right news like, news this week bmw is gonna charge a subscription for heated seats yeah in in their cars so like right yeah this is this is like not riot itself like we shouldn't just like uh, we're not saying like it's okay because everyone else is doing it but this is definitely not riot being a shitty company by itself it's just like companies are shit now <laughs> yeah and that's just the, kind of the expectation mm-hmm. um so last part of Josh's email other games a while back you guys talked about uh, about jedi fallen order can i ask what you guys played it on i just finished my first playthrough last week on the computer i felt like a bitch when you guys said how easy it was but i've never been big on this genre of game the recommendation was to play it on controller but i said fuck it I would like to attribute my struggles to it being the non-ideal way to play the game, but I don't know. <laughs> One thing I will note is that a lot of the time in situations where I was not blocking or attacking and then I tried to, and then tried to, I got like a two to three second delay and didn't perform the command. It wasn't lag because everything else happened on time, but my commands wouldn't execute till I was tonsil deep in red laser. I got stuck fighting the four-armed sister, I think ninth sister, for about mm. a week and at least a hundred attempts. Lastly, can Coldner Aiden please give me advice on how to play Senna? I'd ask Nick, but he's got a reputation. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> thanks for the show, boys. I don't care if my email is too long because I already said to cut it. Uh, probably all Star Wars <laughs> shit. Just kidding. Sorry for the long, irrelevant email, Jash. Um, I don't think I ever played Jedi Fallen Order or not like all the way through, so I can't comment to that. Yeah, I, I talked about it not too long ago. Uh, it was my COVID game when I was recovering from uh, it. I, uh, okay. I played through it. Um, like, so I, I think the game is like, it's definitely not easy. I would say it the the combat becomes easy once you figure out parry timing uh, and not just trying to like block or face tank everything. Um, I'm not. I can't speak to the lag. I played on PC and I used a controller, um, so if if that doesn't help, I'm not sure what what would. I didn't experience that, but it wouldn't surprise me um, if if you did have some issues with it. Uh, primarily because it's a it's an EA game, so it uh, probably has a lot of trouble. Like overall, it definitely wasn't the least buggy game I've ever played. I would say. Um. Senna. And Senna tips, yeah. I'm gonna say it because I'm the only one who plays Senna. That's not true. Um, I play Senna. You play okay. You quote play every character, right? I do play every character. When have you played Senna recently? Recently, I don't know. The last time. 
Exactly. I don't play. I don't play eight hundred games a month, so I can't play multiple games of every character. Don't say. Don't say you don't play eight hundred games a month. Like that's never happened before. I don't currently play eight hundred games a month. You're just not in that cycle right now. (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, so essentially, you should you should think about how uh, Senna functions as a character. You really want to weave in auto attacks. Um, Obviously, she's an auto attack character. Oh, I think Discord kind of messed up. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Audacity's it, probably got it fine. <laughs> yeah, Audacity has it fine, I'm sure. Um, so she's an auto attack based character. So obviously weave in auto attacks when you can. Like auto Q auto is the typical route. But if you're poking in lane, you can go like Q auto um, to proc the slow. W um, will explode if you kill something instantly. So you can W a minion and Q it to explode it instantly uh and and root right away but that's like i I don't think i've ever done it before intentionally um um one thing you can do is like drop a ward and queue off of it to slow someone um it's super sick uh and, and it's very helpful um otherwise like she's a very 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 squishy ranged character so i would never play her into a character that um like i i would play her into an enchanter i think that's fine uh, maybe something like Tarek where it's pretty telegraphed when he wants to fight. Um, but I would never play it into like Pike or Leona or Nautilus or something like that where, yeah, you can get stacks off of them pretty easily. But if you get CC'd, you die like right away. Um, so I think that's I think that's kind of it. She's she's not like super hard. Um, but find someone to play Tom Kench or Cho'Gath or Mundo or a lot of other characters. Um, and uh, and you'll you'll have success. Good luck, Josh. Yeah. One other thing I'd mention that you did note is like dropping a ward and then queuing through it to kind of get like the extended range on your queue, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you can also do that with, and it's especially effective if you've got Umbral Glaive, is you can use that to clear wards because your queue it's mm-hmm. wards, so you can like. If they've got like a ward in the dragon pit and you're on the backside, you can place your ward in a line with it and then like queue through it to clear their ward. Um, a very fringe case, but like I, I think that that's probably the, the most like unique to Senna mechanic is like lining your queue up through a minion champion ward to hit other stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely unlike most other characters and it is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again yeah thank you for the email chash and final one from chris yeah he says hey guys just listened to the july 5th episode and heard your frustration around a 10 percent across the board rp price increase i'm 37 majored in uh, uh, economics and have 15 years experience in commercial finance riot is not a publicly traded company so in lieu of reviewing their financials i did a quick review of the first publicly traded gaming company i came across activision their financials show roughly 37% of their expenses are personnel related, namely R&D, I'm sorry, research and development, sales and marketing, and general and uh, admin costs. The war for talent is real and for right to maintain their competitive position, including providing impressive skins. They're going to have to keep pace with movements in the labor market and other cost increases. The cost increases extend further to software licensing contracts, capital borrowing costs, uh, but the people component should be easy to have sympathy for. Inflation is a real challenge right now. It sucks, but it's real for everyone, inclu- including Riot Games. And no, I don't work for them or have any vested interest in writing this, Chris. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. Like, Riot does have to up their prices to 
like if, if they want to stay competitive it's just it, it just really sucks that that's in every single aspect of life right it's not like yeah. it's not like a, a handful of companies passing the cost on down to the customer like groceries are more expensive gas is more expensive like rp is more expensive rent's more expensive health insurance is going to be more expensive like e- everywhere across the board it's being passed down to to you the consumer so for it to exist in a in a video game for currency that you know for a cosmetic currency like is is equally frustrating i would say yeah and i think that one of the biggest things that makes it feel bad is uh, right is that it's it's a digital currency for a digital asset that exists and has no production costs like if i purchase a skin that was made three years ago it, it costs riot zero to produce that they've already paid the costs to make that skin and so if I buy one or if I buy 20 or if I buy it today or a year from now or two years from now, the cost that they paid for it doesn't change. And so like moving forward, it costs them more to make skins today. And if they wanted to, I think, reasonably like pace with inflation, the way to do that would be that, you know, skins that used to cost 1250 now cost 1300 skins that used to cost you know 1350 now cost 1450 and you do that moving forward right like the skin that used to be 1350 shouldn't change because that's the cost that was reasonable at the time it was made um and it's not costing them anything to make more they're just making profit as well as the fact that like Yes, they are a company, so the fact that they're printing money doesn't really matter because that's they're happy to do that and that's their goal. Um, but like, they they have so much money coming into the game already, and while I think a lot of their expenses are going to be on personnel, I I don't think that the the increased money that they get or that like even or probably a a like fair shake is given to personnel right like I, I think notoriously riot has underpaid a lot of their talent on on professional broadcasts and it's clearly not because they don't have the money it's just because they feel like they can get away with not doing it um and so right like when they do something like this where they're increasing the prices across the board for a digital asset that costs them zero to produce and continue selling like it it doesn't feel great um not to say that they're like a a bad evil company yeah inflation like nick said it affects everyone um but i do think the instance of of making rp cost more now is is probably not the best way they could have done it yeah it's a it's just a lot i mean that's my two cents but it's it's worth two hundred dollars in riot books I would say uh, Riot is definitely not in in danger of like going under as a company, so for them to be increasing prices is a little frustrating, uh, I guess. Yeah, but that's a, that's easy to say as a consumer. So mm-hmm. and and someone who doesn't have their numbers to be able to verify that. Yeah, exactly. There, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I think it's pretty clear that they're kind of raking in the money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's anyway. how it feels for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at King Lardout at Blue Basket and at Leadcast Frost. Tweet at us at Leadcast, Facebook 
uh, is LeeCast, visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash LeeCast. And finally, support us on Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.